Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, well, that's ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Coast to Coast. Uh, Little 2K with my co-host, Beyond 716. Hey, man, uh, 
it's great having one of these after a win, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? I know, especially the last month or plus, right? It's been, you know, we've had uncomfortable podcasts, so to speak, right? Just talking yeah, about yeah, it's been a little incredibly rough. disappointing it's been losses. A little... Yeah. It's been Absolutely. a little rough. Uh but I, I do have to say, man, I'm 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 excited because uh some great things have happened since we were last here. We talked about it a little bit. Um Ken Dorsey was relieved of his duties. The offense went out and responded the way I thought they would uh against a great defense in the New York Jets, all the respect in the world to them. One of our biggest rivals. And uh you know, it was a uh, offensive explosion, which is something that's been, uh, it's a term kind of being overused now in, in Bill spaces on uh, <laughs> or, on uh, Twitter. Uh, but uh, Joe Brady, uh, the, the players have really taken to, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his energy. I don't know what it is, uh, but. Something about Joe Brady has gotten these guys uh, energized and they and they're ready to go. They're playing. They're 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 executing like they haven't like I mean unlike what we've seen pretty much over the last twenty eight games or so, uh, give or take a few. So um, what what do you think um, Joe Brady means to to this team so far? You know, some sometimes you know we see it in all kinds of sports, Whittle, right? You see, like an NBA coach fired, or you know, a major league baseball manager gets fired. Sometimes it it refocuses that locker room, right? Even if it's a guy that I mean, you could tell that Josh had a close relationship with Ken, right? We mm. wish Ken well. I mean, I'm not wishing Ken any ill will. He just maybe some some coordinators just not fits for for certain you know organizations, and maybe he'll find something better, but. In this case, I feel like Josh really took this one personal, Whittle, right? You know, it's this is a new thing for Josh. We right. talked about it last week. This is the first time, you know, Dable left on his own accord, right? He got a promotion. That was a great thing. This is, you know, and you know how it is. You know, when you uproot your family and you're moving around and they tell you you're fired, you know, Ken's got to move somewhere else now, right? It, it's just, it's quick. It's like a quick dagger. There's no like ceremonious send off or anything. But just back to what it does for the Bills, sometimes it just refocuses everybody in that room. And I remember Sean O'Hara on the NFL Network said last week, he expected Josh to cook because he's going to take that personal, right? He's going to look at himself and say, I gotta, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to sort of do it for Ken, but I'm not going to say it, right? And I think we saw a bump in that, but there were so many schematical things which we're going to get into, right. which show that it was more than just the emotional side of it. So... And we'll see if that carries forward. And it, it, it's it's the perfect timing because we're getting into the hardest part of our schedule. Absolutely, we actually already started. The Jets was the uh, the first domino to fall. I mean, I, and and uh, that's just because of, of the style of play that they that they uh, they play with. They're very long. They're very physical. Um, they don't have a weakness on that on the defensive side of the football. Um, the offense stinks. The offense is st- it stinks. Mm-hmm. It stunk for years now. Uh, but it, yeah, it's it's just at this point it's historically bad, right? Um, but it's still it's still one of the better. It's still one of the more formidable teams, I guess you 
you gotta you would have to say based on you know uh what they've done so far their resume uh this year uh they made patrick mahomes they made Jalen hurts look bad uh week one josh allen kind of you know whatever you want to call that he, he just didn't look good uh so yeah man um you know, a, a big win, a big divisional win. It's something that we needed. We're now, uh, what, what are we two and? What are we two and two? We, we, we two and two in the division. Two and two in the division mm-hmm. with two games to go. Yeah, two and two with two games to go. Um, yep. But I was I was happy about the energy that I saw, and leading into that, uh, I just want to point out a couple of players, man. Um, you have your obvious ones, man, Josh Allen, uh, Stefan Diggs. You have, uh, you know, James Cook, who had a solid game. But, you know, I, I want to talk about um, – I want to talk about Reggie Gilliam. Reggie Gilliam, uh, we – like, we clamor for these guys to get on the field. He's a fullback slash tight end slash H-back. You know, he, he he's a four-phase special team player. Um, he gets a ton of snaps, but you never really see him. He's number 41. Um, and he set the tone, man. Like that 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 hit on the on the kickoff return, forced a fumble. We get the ball back. Immediately we're rolling. We end up getting three points. One of the biggest things that we had issues with over the last six games was turning our, our drives into points, and we actually were able to do so in the first quarter. Got off to a fast start. Uh, three points against the Jets is like 10 points against most teams, so we'll take it. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to point him out. Uh, do you have a standout player you would like to point to? Because I have another one. Yeah, there's a few. You know, you mentioned James Cook, right? I thought, you yeah. know, his numbers don't show it, Whittle, but I thought that was one of his best games as a Bill, right? It, it's just... You know, when he was getting hit, you know, looked like it was going to be nothing was going to be there. And he would somehow get through and get, you know, a couple more yards. He was really fighting for, you know, he's really, I think he's taken that next step as a running back. Like, I was very impressed because, you know, everybody thought Cook is just one of those guys who goes down easy. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, we've always talked about needing a physical, more physical running back. I think Cook is starting to get a little more physical. So um, one thing about that start, right, is the hit with Gilliam, right, and the fumble. We got stopped right away, right? The Jets stopped us on three plays, right. and we get a field goal. The Bills in the last few games against the Jets, you know, th- they would be affected by that. Not this week. And mm-hmm. We came right back down, right? We didn't, you know, because the Jets got a little victory on that, right? They held us to a field goal, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. You know, the Bills are going to struggle this game. They're going to prod through this game. and But no, it, it didn't happen this time, and I thought that that was a huge, huge development. I mean, you know, Khalil Shakir is one guy that i mean such an explosive play but we're just seeing so many good things out of shakir now i mean is he now the quote unquote number two receiver on this team i mean from a wide receiver point of view i mean obviously kincaid is getting a lot more run but i just want to point out shakir i i feel like this guy you know at, at times wasn't doing much but he's been ready and, and he's stepping up to the plate he's he's taking advantage of his opportunity Right, hundred percent. Um, I gotta point out uh, East Orange's own 
Um, you know, I'm a Jer- we're Jersey guy, so uh, yes. young man out of East Stars, New Jersey. Um, late addition by by Triple B, Big Baller Bean to bring in Russell Douglas. Uh, he went out like Big Baller Bean went out on the trade deadline, used a third round pick, and got a number one corner that's under contract next year, and got a fifth round pick back. And I mean, you know, a lot of people may look at that and say, oh, it's a fifth round pick. So what? Who cares about fifth round picks? Matt Milano was a fifth round pick. I mean, fifth round picks on this team matter. Khalil Shakir was a fifth round pick. Fifth round picks on this team matter. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you, you got to give you got to give Bean some credit on doing that. That was a need. Uh, he addressed it immediately. Uh, but I, I don't want to stop there. Um I'm going to go with one more guy. Uh, Deion Dawkins, man. Like, I'm I'm going to go with Deion Dawkins. Rawway? He, <laughs> yeah, Rawway, New Jersey. Let's stand up. Yeah. Um, yes, Deion sir. Is, De, yo, Deion's playing some great football. Like, I mean, this is, this is like all pro level right now. You know, his, his, his uh, PFF rating, his PFF grade is, is, is out of this world. He's one of the top. He's one of like the top ten t- uh, tackles in the NFL right now. Um, I don't care what metric you use; like he's up there. Uh, and <laughs> what's funny is like, did you see like when he gets pushed over, he hits the ground and he kind of lays out. And you know, I'm immediately stretched because I'm like, yo, the injury bug has been killing us the last couple of years. So I'm like, yo, we cannot lose Dion right now. And then he pops up. You know, does a little thing for the crowd, man. It just gets the place energized. That was great. Um, then he got into it a little bit in the tunnel with uh, Michael Clemens, a uh, oh, Jets yeah. defensive end. <laughs> and, you know, uh, unfortunately for the Jets, man, they, they lost uh, on the field. They lost in the tunnel after the game. And then Sauce Gardner ran to Twitter to uh, dispel a rumor that he dispelled the uh, the notion that he got burnt by Khalil Shakir for that 81-yard touchdown. So they lost on social media, too. So, I mean, all three phases of life uh, in 2023, the Jets managed to lose on Sunday. And, um, you know, I love to see it. Um, but now we're in the AD. We're, we're in AD officially after mm-hmm. Dorsey. That's the <laughs> era we're in right now, after the after Dorsey AD. era. Yeah. Yes, the after Dor- Dor- Dorsey era. I have to ask you, Beyond. We have the Eagles on Sunday. We have the bye week. We got the Chiefs in Kansas City. Um, we got the Cowboys at home. We got the Chargers in LA. We got the Patriots at home. We got the Dolphins. And I mean, I feel like I'm missing somebody. I may not be. But um, if I am, man, I'm you know whatever. Mm-hmm. I got you. your team's probably whatever team I'm missing. You're gonna lose us anyway. So, um, <laughs> oh, okay, a little preview. Yeah, yeah, we talking spicy now, man. There we, we got go. Our, right. We got our mojo okay. back a little bit. But no, yep. no. Ser- all seriousness, what do you what what's your what do you think the outlook is for the for the remainder of the season? We got six six games to go. We're a game. We're like a game and a half. We're like a game behind Miami right now because we own the mm-hmm. tiebreaker and we still have a game to play. We got one more game with them. So, um, what, what's your outlook on the rest of the season? How, how do you think we fare? 
you know, Whittle, do you ever see that meme with, I, I think it's a high school team in Michigan where the guy goes, I think I got my swagger back. And he does that whole, ha ah, ah. it's one of my favorite memes of all time. I <laughs> yeah, love that yeah. meme. That's how I felt mm-hmm. after that game. I don't know if you felt it, but I, I felt like the whole team. I mean, how many memes did we get for this game? Ed Oliver, you know, going like this, you know, like, you know, doing, doing uh, high steps on the sidelines. Ed with the, you know, the sack dance. Let's just keep giving Ed some love. I mean, Ed Oliver has just been, I, I, I'm blown away by, by yeah. Oliver. And we're going to get to how big of a matchup he's got this week. But it, this, you know, it's like we talked about Damian Woody in our spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Football is a very emotional game. He said it over and over again. He played. He understands right. it, right? Yeah. That, Shout out to that, Damian that, Woody, man. Shout out to him. Yes, absolutely. He's our guy. And but he understands it. And this is such like the it, it you said it last week. It the you said if we score over 27 points, you think we're gonna start rolling, right? You mentioned something about that. And the way that we won, I mean, what if we won this game 13 to 12? Let's say it was an ugly performance, yeah, right? It, it but this just galvanized. You would feel the totally entire, different. You would feel yeah. Totally it's different. a whole organizational just shot. It's like a shot of adrenaline. Bam, right? And we need it against. You know, we're gonna have two of the toughest teams in the league coming up. So in in their building, so not an easy task. But I I feel a a very quiet confidence. We know what this team's capable of. Little we talked about it at nauseum. The little things that we needed to see from our offense, right? The little little shifts, the little motions, the little. I, I couldn't believe some of the plays they were called. I was I was just like, but yes, yes, I was screaming. You know what I mean? It's just, but that's that's where I'm at right now. And granted, yeah. we still have injuries and we still have things we got to overcome. I mean, we can't forget we did lose Milano, we lost Trey. That's still part of it. But I feel like what Bean has done to bring in Rasul, right, and, and the emergence of of let's let's give a shout out to Tyrell Dotson. I mean, where was that? Where'd that come from last week? Right? I mean, Tyrell Dotson. I was was all over the field. I, I, you know, so maybe he's going to be a little bit of a, more of a factor to we he originally well. thought. Let's give him his let's give him his flowers, Whittle. We really have to. I oh. mean, you know, we've been tough on him, but you know, last week he he was excellent. So, but yeah, I I, I feel a quiet all, confidence. All, all you'll get out of me with Terrell Dyson is concerned is he played well. What are the uh, yeah? PFF has him rated a number one linebacker. <laughs> You have any comment on that, Whittle? No. Let, I think your face on. says it all right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's let's move on. Um. So, uh, yeah, like we're 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 facing we're facing some tough teams. Um. Mm-hmm. Probably, I, I think I think we faced the 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 best defensive unit that we're gonna face all year. And this is not a slight to the rest of the teams that we play on the schedule, but I think the best defensive unit we faced, uh, we've, we've already gotten two games out of them and that's the jets. So the mm-hmm. fact that we were able to put up 32 points, it, it feels good, but it's not a true litmus test, right? This team that we're facing, um, has a very similar front four, uh, pass rush win rate. They're near the top. They're near the top in the league. They don't need to blitz a ton. Um, they have uh, two guys on their team that are top five in pass rush win, win rate at their at their uh, position. Uh, Hassan Reddick is number five at defensive ends, and Jalen Carter is number one. Um, they're also the number one. Let me make sure I get this correct because I don't want to 
I don't want to screw this up. Okay. They have the number one rush defense in terms of yards per game. They're giving up four yards per play. Um, you know, that's 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 a tough that's that's a really, really tough front four. Uh, you gotta give some love to their linebackers they're working in, some new guys, the Kobe Dean. Um, I'm not I'm not too familiar with the rest of their linebackers because I know that they've had some turnover over there or in the offseason. And you know, we're bringing in a guest very soon that, that's gonna be able to get more in depth with that. But um, you know, it, it, a lot of big names. They got big play slay back there at corner. Uh James Bradbury, a former uh all pro, uh Pro Bowl guy. Um Avante Maddox went down with an injury. Uh, but Sidney Brown standout. Uh, standout uh, rookie that you know we talked about in the offseason. I, I loved him coming out of college. Thought he was the guy that Buffalo would target uh, because of the speed, athletic, athleticism, the strength, um, solid ball skills, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, and then they trade for uh, one of the best safeties in the league. So we got to give some love to Howie Roseman. He went out to Tennessee. He went down to the fire sale down there and stole uh, a all pro safety in, uh, in Bayard. Uh, and Bayard had a big interception against uh, KC uh, this past uh, uh, Sunday night in the um, in the win. Was it Sunday or Monday? They played Monday night, right? Or Sunday? I think it was. I, I don't remember, man. It was. I think it was Monday night football or Sunday, whichever whichever night it was. But one of those night games and. Uh, Bayard had an interception in the end zone to, you know, to take points off the board. Um, huge play. They end up winning the game. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, without further ado, uh, I want to bring to the, um, I want to bring to the show uh, a, he is not, he is not one of the people I know from Twitter. I know him from, uh, uh, from, from face a Facebook group of some uh, young successful black men we we talk sports we talk trash we we talk sports 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 and then you know we talk we talk about some other things as well um shout out to the shout out to the group you know we we'll leave it there but let me bring my man jay ham to the stage jay ham welcome brother jay welcome brother appreciate you appreciate you hey jay yeah thank you for how are you doing man Good, good. Yeah, super excited to be here. I've been hearing great things about it. Glad you created some time for me to jump in. Talk sports. Yeah, you know how we do soccer, so it's, it's, it's always good to break bread, brother. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, you're a big Eagles fan, obviously. Let's you know, go, let's go. Throw, <laughs> you see what he got in the background? He had to throw the champions up there. <laughs> NFC East champions. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> We know a little something. We know a little something nice. about the AFC, <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. um, yo. So nine and one, uh, best record in the NFL. Um, you know, best offensive line in the NFL. Uh, really, really great set of weapons in uh, AJ Brown, um, Devontae Adams, and then they go and add. You know, in my opinion, future Hall of Famer uh, Julio Jones. To that, to that weapon, mm-hmm. to that, to that room. Um, the things that Swift is doing on the ground, uh, yep. you know, I mean, and this is all after, you know, some turnover in the coaching in the in the coaching room. 
Uh, yeah, man. Just like let's just let's talk a little bit about your team, man. This is this is your moment, man. Let 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 the Bills fans know, um, you know what they might not know about the Philadelphia Eagles of twenty twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, thanks for having me. Super excited again to be here to just talk shop. Obviously, we got a big showdown coming this Sunday, so I'm looking forward to that. But I, I think this year has been a year of acclimation for us. Right. Like, obviously, with the transitions taking places with um, our DC and OC with um, Gannon and Steichen, I think it's just trying to figure out, like, how do we actually run this offense? And I know there's a few new pieces um, in the mix. Of course, uh, the big splash was Swift. Um, and then, of course, Julio Jones has helped supplement. We got Penny from Seattle and all that. But I think from an offensive standpoint, I think it's just trying to figure out, like, how do we use all these pieces that we have? Of course, um, with, you know, BJ, with Brian Johnson being there as a quarterback coach over the last year or so, uh, you know, he's he's acclimated to the offense. But I think now that he's really running the show from a coordinator standpoint, I think he's just trying to figure out, like, how to open up his playbook. Because I think you'll, as you peruse, like, Twitter, you'll notice that, you know, a lot of the Eagles fans, including myself, are kind of growing a little bit frustrated uh, with some of the play calls that are taking place. And in my personal opinion and estimation, I, you know, I feel like we're just kind of getting by just due to the level of talent that we have. And it's not so much the execution of the offense, which I think is going to be a risk. I think this week coming up against you guys um, and understanding how to utilize these pieces against a team that has a decent, a really decent defensive front. So I think this is something that um, we're going to figure out and we're continuously figuring out. And in my personal estimation, um, our, while we do have an amazing O-line, I think overall our offense is underperforming. Um, and the execution of our offense. So um, that's just my estimation of that. But I think looking forward, right? Like at the end of the day, um, I think my homeboys, Kevin and Alan are on here. But I tell them like a W is a W, man. Just keep collecting the Ws. We'll figure it out. You know, it doesn't always have to be pretty, but I think from my end, I'm I'm always uh, having heart attacks and minor heart attacks during the game. But the focus is always at the end of the game. Like, what do we what do we get the W or not? So to your point, yeah, we're nine and one right now. Um, but yeah, again, not to go on a too long of a soliloquy, but I think it's just a season of uh, adaptation and acclimation to the new pieces and people playing new roles. Um, and then obviously Jalen is trying to figure it out as well, right? Like he has new pieces he needs to figure out. Um, obviously with Swift, Julio, um, the utilization with the two studs on the outside as well. Right. So um very, very, very much a, a upside that I think we can take advantage of moving with the last few games of the season. Yeah, and and with all that being said, I mean, the the numbers don't always look pretty. Um, I, I was watching that game, and I'm like, it's fourth quarter, about eight minutes to go. You just got the ball back, and you call two wide receiver screens or back-to-back plays. Oh, yeah, I know you saw my tweet out of frustration with that. Like, See, things like that, right, doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when we're pushed back. I think we're on, like, our 8 or 10 or something yeah. like that, and, like, we're running with Julio. Like, we got to get out of congestion. Like, that's not the right thing to do with Julio and, and where he's at in his career, right? Like, he's a red zone guy um, on their end, not on our end, right? Like, so it's like, let's let's be a little bit smart about that. But, again, um, we're adapting and we're adjusting. I think Brian is learning. A fun fact that I, I like, literally, I don't know how I missed this, but he was like calling. He was an OC in college at like the age of like twenty five or something crazy. Like he wow. he's been in the game for a minute actually. So 
Mm-hmm. He's been around the block, and um, it was talked about a little bit today in, in Jalen's press or whatever, but, you know, he's going to figure it out, and I hope he figures it out, especially once we get into the playoffs and we start to face this different competition because, as you can see, you know, this week is when the, the real season for us starts with, you know, this gauntlet as, you know, Stephen A. and the team will say that we're going to go through over this next four and a half, four, four to five weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think you got what? – what is it? It's it's Buffalo. I mean, you just started it basically with the Chiefs, right? You get a win there. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo, uh, who – I mean, you know, everybody probably thought that we were going to be a lot better than – I thought we were going to be a lot better at this point. Um, you mm-hmm. know, six and five is definitely not where we wanted to be, but nevertheless, here we are. Um, mm-hmm. After that, you guys got to – what do you got – are you guys going to San Fran or is San no? Fran? No, they got to come to our crib. So okay. we got we have you guys coming this week. Niners the next mm-hmm. week, um, and I believe it, we go to we go to Dallas, and then yep. Seattle. We go to Seattle, mm-hmm. and then you know for the most part it's smooth sailing. I think for the last three games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you guys are done with Washington. So yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about this Eagles team, right? The run defense, excellent. You know, you guys yep. are. The, the front four has never been, you know, has not been a uh, has not been a a a, a point to to kind of glo- to kind of you know dwell on too long. We know what it is like. It's a bunch of studs. They get after the quarterback. They don't need the blitz, and you can't run up the middle. Got it, right? You know, yep. Um, yep. the Philadelphia Bulldogs or the uh, Georgia Eagles have that front so- four sewn up. That's it. Like you know yep. what I mean. You want to play for the Eagles, you go to Georgia and you play football. That's how it works. Yep. Um, <laughs> the passing defense, though. I'm looking here at the pass defense. The pass defense yep. per game, not horrible, but it's not great either. It's towards the bottom of the league. You're giving up just yep. under 250 yards a game. Uh, QBR, quarterback rating of 96, which, yep. I mean, you know, and – that's 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 an issue, right? That's uh-huh. an issue. Um, so uh, play. I think playing a team like Buffalo is kind of exactly what you need in order to kind of get things on the right track. Because if you can stop a team like Buffalo, which uh-huh. is a which is a seventy, you know, seventy percent or more true pass set team, yeah. Um, if you can if you can stop that offense, which seems to be you know figuring itself out now, then you you can go into Dallas and 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 you know you can deal with the Dallases and you can deal with the Seattles or other teams that want to kind of air things out with no problem. Um you just dealt with Kansas City now, albeit that their receivers this year stink. Yeah, let's not fake the funk on that. Like, right. Like, right. I think, yeah, they they, they definitely. They're not good. They're not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. But but with but with with all that being said, um, what do you feel the issue is when it comes to the pass defense? Like, do you what, what do you what do you attribute that to? Um, you know, I I look at guys like uh, Bradbury and Slay. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, these are big name guys that I think, you know, they've, in my personal opinion, they've passed their prime, but they're still like the lower end of elite. I want to say is probably how I would envision them. But I think when I look at like their skill set from, especially with, with Slay is I think Slay performs better in a zone coverage type of um, scheme 
Whereas when he's in, like, when he, you, you'll, you'll notice if you watch some of these plays, like, he, he gets cooked when he's, when it's man, right? When it's man coverage, he's getting burnt. I think what Slade does well is when he's ball hawking, right? Like, when he's out in the free zone, like, when he's not in the free zone, but if he's out, I, like, I don't want to say necessarily safety, but when he's just doing zone reads, like, that's where he excels. He's not a guy that's just going to go lock your, your top guy, like, right? Like, he's, he's not going to, he's not going to lock that guy down. And then looking at Bradbury, I mean, I think, you know, he definitely is he's I'm like, I gotta be careful how I like talk about him because like I have a love hate relationship with love hate relationship with him, but I you know I kind of put him in the same boat as well. Like some games he's on, right? He's making the right lead, making the right reads, making the right deflections, you know, doing you know excellent coverage. But then in some games, I'm just like, how are you getting so burnt? Or why are you not not pressing like right when you depending on the position on the field and things like that? So Part of this, I, I think, is habitual and like habits and like understanding the schemes that need to be ran. Um, obviously, we have a new DC in there, but I think he's doing like an amazing job. You know, the numbers are saying so, and I think with the front, the, the guys we have in the front, you know, with Reddick and all those guys, like obviously Jalen Carter's a stud and all those guys, like we're taking care of business. But I, you know, I do question, you know, our secondary and like how we're handling some of the downfield coverages and things like that, and even just how we're dealing with like we 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 we're so soft in our coverages sometimes even if we do want to go man so sometimes I don't understand if we're actually doing zone reads or if we're actually like man press or whatever that may be it's um the talent we're soft I I think from you know when we're looking guys getting downfield and and things of that sort I mean I will state obviously I think you know the big one is um as we lost uh us um Gardner Johnson right like I think every Eagles fan is a little upset about, you know, the offseason back and forth and the communication and the negotiations as it pertains to him. Is he a little bit of a, you know, an, an immature individual and may disrupt their locker room a little bit? Those are some of the rumblings, I think, which is why his situation didn't work out where he was before the Eagles. But at the end of the day, the dude's a stud. Okay. And, and, and it's unfortunate that, you know, he's injured in a situation um, with Detroit. But like guys like him, like we shouldn't be letting guys walk like like that right like young talent studs like who had an amazing season last year and I think we're 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 paying for it this year right and so how we alleviate and fix that obviously you know we picked up Bayard and you know he's a stud and and, and made an awesome read um on Mahomes um in the red zone I, you know obviously with that pass that was intercepted uh, which essentially in my personal opinion saved the game as far as the momentum um in the first half so like that that was a big interception but yeah I I don't necessarily know what that answer is, but to your point, I think with a team like the Buffalo Bills who are always looking to get uh, downfield and um, how aggressive your quarterback is with getting downfield and making plays and extending plays as well, I think this is, again, going to be a great litmus test for our secondary and seeing if we figured out, you know, where our woes are and um, where and are for the first half of this season and up to this point. Hey, hey Jay, um, brother, thanks for joining us. Um, question yeah. about those rankings right because I, I i try to look at rankings loosely right like i look at last monday night and i was wondering if the if the eagles sold out to stop the pass and that you know how kansas city had a lot of rushing yards against you and it was like wow mm-hmm. the eagles are getting gashed on the run but maybe that was the design by your defensive coordinator not let mahomes beat me down the field right even and the conditions were what they were but also yeah. do you think your your the rankings you know we always hear about they're dead last against the pass and yeah. Is that a byproduct of you being nine to one having leads? Where our teams pack it on yards late against you guys? I mean, is that part of maybe what you think, or or do you think it's legit concerns 
uh, you know, because sometimes the rankings can be deceiving like that, right? You know, if, you ha- yeah. if you're up 38-24 and somebody goes six, 80 yards down the field, that tacks on numbers against your passing game, but you win the game. So I was yeah, just curious. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, we're taking our foot off the gas and or like relying on any padding or cushion that we're creating. Because if you look at, I, I think, the spread for all of our games, like these games aren't blowouts. And especially when I'm looking at the competition that we played up until this point, like it hasn't been – the best competition out there, especially looking at these next four or five games, like it's not even close to the comparative comparison of competition. I think it's, it's literally like, if you take like the sample size or an example from just Monday night's game, we were tripping Timmy in some cases we we're tripping Timmy Kelsey. And what we we're basically telling them to do is these other guys are going to have to prove that they can catch the ball. And it's also taken in consideration of the elements and the conditions they're playing in. Right. Like it was sprinkling, it was wet out there. Right. So, which is why I think Mahomes threw for like 178 or something. Like when is he ever, like lowest totals that, right? like I can remember, right? Yeah. yeah, right. So it's like it, it's like we were forcing their hand is basically what the scheme yeah. was. And if you think about it, that's a that's a smart approach, right? Like we were literally triple teaming Kelsey, which opened up a lot for other individuals to step up and try to make plays. And I think we saw on several occasions like plays weren't being made in conversions, weren't being made in crucial moments of the game. And so I think when you look at the outcome of that, that was a smart approach. Is it a risky approach with an elite talent? like Mahomes who puts it in the bread basket pretty much every single time. Yeah, of course. But I think that's a gamble that we want to take um, playing, you know, someone like Kelsey, like you, you can't let that guy get busy. Cause once you get, once he gets busy, that opens up their entire offense. Cause now we're, it's a guessing game from that point. And, and how, um, how are Eagle, how are you feeling about, I mean, cause Hertz, you know, Hertz is, listen, he, the guy just wins, right? He's just a winner. I, I, yeah. I through and through his, it's just the, the leadership, you know, he makes big plays, you know, well, he's got 13 straight wins against teams over 500. It's an NFL yeah. record, which is incredible. Yeah. But where, where do you are with his knee? Because he does seem a little bit off in terms of running. I mean, do you think that's something that will get better or is there something he's just going to have to manage the rest of the season? Did you see the stat that was, uh, you, heard, you heard the stat that, you know, I think in the last, I don't know how many games it's been, but I mean, he's tied Cam Newton for rushing touchdowns in such a short amount of time. Mm, so I, have I didn't no know that. About I have no concerns about Jalen Hurts' knee. Okay, um, the guy squats. The, the guy squats about six hundred pounds, I think, on a regular basis. And wow. I, you know, you know, I think it's, I think it's, a, that, that's me just being like a little bit like sarcastic. But like, I <laughs> no, think no, it's no, a just... thing where the media, the, the media is always going to zoom in on his knee when he's wearing that brace. Mm-hmm. We're playing a full contact sport. There's no one stepping out on the field every single week, one hundred percent healthy. Jalen Hurts is fine. He's going to play through it like any other athlete does, any deans and things like that. And if he can't play, I'm sure he'll speak up and. You know, the coaching staff and the training staff will make the appropriate um, assessments whether or not he should be on the field or not. But I have no concerns with his knee, especially with someone like Swift and Penny and those guys who are back there that he can hand the ball off to with that old line. So, mm-hmm. no, Jalen Hurts' knee is not a concern of any of ours unless something drastically happens here in the next four to five weeks leading into the playoffs. Yeah, let, let, let's just hope Jalen stays healthy, though. We, we don't want yeah, yeah, so to back the ball. All, all yeah. these guys stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So so um, so uh, I, I, I do I do a fair amount of, of, of looking into the draft. Like I'm, I'm big on a senior bowl. I'm big on a shrine bowl. Um, you know, I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I've already started. Uh, keying in on on wide receivers and uh, safeties, I've been watching the kid out of Clemson at safety, and and you know obviously Keon Coleman and uh, Xavier Worthy and things like that. So uh, one of my draft crushes was Sidney Brown. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I thought I think Sydney. I, I mean, listen, I think Sydney Sydney Brown's going to be a heck of a player. I think the fact that he's already getting as many as many snaps as he is uh, is a testament to to the effort and to the work yep. and to the uh, skill set that he brings. I mean, this is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. They draft this kid, yep. and he's already on the field logging it, logging snaps. Um, Yep. Can you speak a little bit about what he's meant to the team, where you see him, where you see his improvement from, you know, his first game to now? And, you know, what's your what what do you what do you project uh, him to be for this defense over the next few years? I mean, I, I think, first of all, if I remember correctly, he was picked up in the third round. He came out of Illinois. So, like, yep. I think picking him up in the third round, I think he was like the 60. I forget what pick he was like late in the third round we got lucky with that one. Like, like, I'm just going to call it like it is right. Like for someone yeah. that, that is that talented, I think green, but also that talented and also seeing his ceiling, um, he's going to be a stud, right? Like, I, I think we got to figure out how to utilize him in the right way and, 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 and obviously cultivate his talents appropriately. But I think the writing's on the wall with him. He stays healthy. He stays within the system. Our locker room obviously is all about, coming together and cultivating these young guys and, and turning them into studs, right? Like we have so many, I think, vets and captains in the room that are proven winners um, who embrace like these younger talents, right? Like I think we're seeing the cultivation, then the maturation of Jalen Carler, even just, you know, over the last like two and a half, three months, just him being in that locker room. We already knew the kid was talented, which is why like, I don't know how anyone saw that. But I think specifically with like Sydney, I think you just got to keep going, right? And, 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 and stay connected. But the sky's the limit for him. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a stud pro bowler in no time. Um, and and obviously, I think let's just continue to build, keeping it really basic, keeping the main thing the main thing, which is obviously like the, the saying that we like to keep, you know, w- within our locker room here uh, at Philly. Um, but like keeping the main thing the main thing. And I and I just see him being around those guys in the locker room, and his his talents continue to continuing to be cultivated. And the sky's the limits for him, but. Him playing at that safety position, like the guy's going to be a stud. He is a stud, and I think you know his his growth is is uh, is going to be immense over this next two to three years. And I think more specifically to answer your question, like he's going to be a pillar in our defense in the safety position. So I'm excited about the opportunity of him with him. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like Byard's young, Byard is young as well. Like Byard's <laughs> not old. Byard is like twenty. Like, yeah, he's like twenty seven. He's like twenty seven. Yeah, he's 20, 28 yeah, twenty yeah, eight. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's going to yeah. be there for another four or five years, still playing at a very high level. And you got this young kid who's chiseled and, and built like a freaking action figure that runs a mm-hmm. sub four four four. Like he runs like a four four. Yep. You know, Jalen Carter's up front. Hassan Reddick, you know, again, I five number five in pressure rate and pass. I mean, and pass rush win rate. Hassan Reddick, number one, a defensive tackle, Jalen Jalen Carter, and then you have a run stuff in Jordan and Jordan Davis. Like they, you you have all the pieces. So I, I mean, I just, I almost think that you guys are cheating because it should not be. You should not be able to stack as much talent as you have been able to stack. I think that there's some collusion going on with the Tennessee Titans because there's no way you get AJ Brown. <laughs> You know, there's no way you get AJ Brown and um and and Byard. and and, and Byard for basically yeah. like 300 food stamps. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. 
crazy. Hey, hey, hey Jay. Oh, you know, Jay, 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 one of my best friends is a diehard Eagle fan, right? And yeah. I, 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 I uh, text him during the draft, like, how is Howie Roseman a magician? Like, how, how do they let him get Jalen Carter, Sidney Brown, yeah. a, and make the deals? Like, he, he's incredible. Like, how does that happen? Like, he just does he have some kind of special, you know? I mean, as great as we talk about, yeah. Randy, we, I mean, Howie Roseman, we got to give him, I mean, he, he's, he's just absolutely without question one of the best in the business yeah yeah uh how we um you know friends of mine uh we we joke about it like how we must have like the drop on everyone in the tennessee organization or something like that right like how yeah, he, he, got, he, got pictures. he got naked pictures of somebody yeah something sure. he's got something going on i i mean i think it's um i think it's a thing where he just has an eye and he understands i think he has the foresight he has the eye how Jalen Carter, like, I know why Jalen Carter even failed to where he did. And obviously the media perception around the incident, the unfortunate incident um, when he was at Georgia. But at the end of the day, I think we have to understand these kids are like 18, 19 years old, 20 year old, like young men. Right. And I think, you know, you talk to anyone, if you go through anything in life, like you mature. Right. Like if you look at things I did 10 years from now, or even friends of yours, things you did 10 years from now, even if it's like, how you handle your finances, like you're doing it in a more mature fashion because you go through experiences and things like that. And so like I, you look at like Jalen Carter and those guys, like I, I think it's just him. It's not really a gamble, but him just understanding like what the opportunities are. Right. And seeing that and, and, and kind of clearing out all the noise, which I think this organization has been extremely really, really good at, especially with all that like tumultuous stuff that happened with like Chip Kelly, like even like 10 years ago. Right. They kind of came in and clean house. Said, like we can't have that type of disruption again. Um, and, 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 and we really want to build um, a good foundation to set us up for to win. And then 2007, 17 happens. Right. So it's like things like that. Right. And then I think moving forward, how he's just he's just been able to, to make the right decisions. I think is he getting lucky in some instances? Of course, he's getting lucky in some instances. But I think he's seizing these opportunities that he's seeing within the marketplace. I mean, I'll even like as of yesterday. I would say keep an eye, uh, I believe, on like Shaquille Leonard, the situation with the Colts, right? Like, right. we need a linebacker. I, I can almost guarantee you it's between us and the Cowboys to figure out how do we acquire him, right? Like, those are like real things that I think some teams aren't seeing the value in or maybe they don't have the need for it. But um, Howie just knows what he's doing. He's a guru. I think he has a great reputation. And I think the biggest thing with Howie, he has the relationships to open up these types of conversations to even make these transactions happening, right? Like mm-hmm. some people just might not like you and might not want to like do business with you. Like, let's just keep it real. And when you look at the transactions he's done, he clearly has relationships in place with the right people and he's done right by people. So I don't want, I don't think that should ever be overlooked, but it's a mix of luck. I think it's a mix of anticipation. And I think we built a culture where people want to come here and, 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 and are willing to be a part of the culture that's being built um, in Philly and, I mean, by my estimation, I think we're set up to win um, or be in a good position to win for the next three to five years. So um, it's, it's a very exciting time in Philly. And um, hopefully, you know, everyone stays healthy and we continue to keep building as a team and an organization. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm very fond of my own general manager, uh, Brandon Bean. I think he's <laughs> done a very good job, um, yeah. you know, with the draft contracts and different things like that and, and, and kind of pushing the right buttons in free agency. Um, in the offseason and, and you know, this year yep. at the trade deadline. Uh, but I, I got to give some love to 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 what Howie's over there doing. I'm just going to, and like I said, I'm a big draft guy. So I'm just going to read off some names. 
And I know that there, I know that I got a couple of my draft homies that are watching right now. And I don't, I, I mean, I'm going to read these names off and they're going to all be like, they're going to all, you know, just kind of tip their cap because yeah. every one of these guys is a guy that I looked at and said, if this guy goes after the third round or like the, the round that they were drafted in was a yeah. steal for every single one of these guys. Cam Jurgens. Yep. The year that Cam Jurgens was drafted, I think he was like the third best center, and you ended up getting him late second, I think, or something like that. That to yep. me, that was a steal for him to fall yep. to the Eagles and go sit behind Hall of Famer and Jason Kelsey, bro. Yep. Like, are you kidding me? Yep, yep. Who's that, who's better to learn from than that guy? That that right. guy's a quintessential. Yeah, not to interject your 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 piece, but like. The guy's a quintessential professional. Yep. Right? And he's amazing locker room guy. He prepares himself every single year, and you see it. Like, I was watching some of these upfield blocks that he's had. Like, it's amazing how fast. Like, what is he, 37 now? 30, I think he's like 37, 36. And it's just yeah. amazing to see him come out of his snap and to get upfield. It's like, it's amazing to see how fast and quick he moves, even at that age and at that size. And like him just laying his helmet, like creating space, you know, right for Jalen and also for Swift and things like that. Like, it's just simply amazing. And to your point, who better to be yeah. coming behind, right? hundred uh, percent. Tyler Steen. Loved him <laughs> coming out of Alabama. I, I was like, yo, we could get Tyler Steen to come in here. I don't know if we throw him yeah. at guard or tackle, but. The kid is big. Yep. The kid is athletic. Like he's he's an NFL he's an NFL player. How'd you get him? I don't know. J Jordan Davis, yep. uh, yep. Jalen Carter, ridiculous. Moro Ojomo, three tech <laughs> out of Texas. Uh, yep. a another kid that's that's built like an action figure and mm -hmm. has the athletic profile to be uh to be a very good player. I don't know how quickly he ends up uh, getting on the field. But yeah, he. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of snaps right now. But you're you're doing how he's building this thing the right way because as guys get older or they get too expensive, you have their replacement. They've been sitting. They learned the system. They can step right in and play. Uh, let's keep yep. going, right? Uh, Nicobe Dean. I know the injury was an issue, yep. but the last season Nicobe Dean had. I mean, at Georgia, like I, I mean, the, had it not been for the injury. The guy, yeah, yeah, the guy's a top, he's a top 15 pick. Lights out. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, let's keep Nolan Smith. Defensive yep. end, the kid ran like a four, three, four, or yeah, something like four, that. Yep. Ridiculous speed. Ridiculous yep. speed at, at, at the defensive end. I, I I don't understand it. Um yep. Josh. He's Dolby, still figuring I mean, it out. He's 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 still figuring it out. Like I, I think he's he's gonna get he needs to get his snaps as well, right? Like you know, he's right. what, like a part-time employee right now, rightfully so, right? He has to figure out the ropes mm -hmm. or whatever. But I think we're trying to figure, you know, I think he's like listed at like 6'1 or 6'2 or something like that. So it, it, is it undersized? We don't know, but his speed makes up for that. Right. And I think he has power as well. But um, he's someone that was a steal for sure. And I, I don't know how he slipped and no one saw the value in him. But, I mean, give him, I think, another year or two and he's going to be – He's going to be one of them ones for sure. So I'm I'm excited yeah. for him. I'm very excited for him actually. But I, I think you know him and him and him and him and Jalen are are going to be a problem here in the next couple of 
Jalen's right problem, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Why why would you pay Hassan Reddick and and, and it was like why would you pay him a large amount of money when you have a guy who's faster than him that's gonna be that's learning under him right now that can step right in and kind of do some of the same things that Hassan Reddick is doing right now. I mean, he's just he's literally taking the roster, going to find the carbon copy that's younger. It's what was that movie with uh Will Smith? Where uh, he goes back in time to like fight his younger self. What was that? Uh, Mir- uh, Mirror Man or something like that. I don't remember that one. I don't I remember, remember that movie. You know, you know, what movie I'm talking about, right? You know, what movie I'm talking about. Uh, Will Smith goes back and fights his younger self. It's crazy. Man, was that Men in Black? What... No, it wasn't Men in Black. That, that wasn't Men in Black. No, man. Okay. No, that was okay. No, but I, but, yeah. but he also goes back in time there too. So that's that's why I thought of that. I think so. The, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Gemini Man. Is that Gemini Man? Gemini Man, yes. Ah, there this, you go. This is what yeah. Howie's doing. He's looking at his roster and saying, hmm, you know what? I need a three tech that I need a I need a big guy that can that can play well against the run and cause disruption like Fletcher Cox. Jalen Carter. Yeah. Got him. Uh yep. I need another yep. safety that can run and disrupt things. He can play in a slot or he can play deep. And he's a sol- and he's solid all the way around. Yeah. I have CJ. I have CJ. I have CJ Gardner Johnson. I'll just go out and get Sidney Brown as a replacement. Then you have the yeah. uh, Kobe Dean as the linebacker that's going to come in replacement for Edwards, who left to go over to um, to the Bears. You have yeah. uh, Nolan Smith. I mean, Keely Ringo, another mm-hmm. guy from Georgia, six yeah, foot. Another two. Georgia guy. You know, 6'2", six, six, yeah, great yeah. athletic profile, press man corner, could could possibly switch to safety if they wanted him to. But again, you're replacing a guy like Slay or Bradbury with a guy, similar skill set, can play press man, good in zone, excellent tackler. I'm going, I'm looking at your defensive stats, and you guys are, are like, have like 41 missed tackles throughout the entire year. Which is among the lowest. I think you guys are like bottom, uh, I mean top like five to seven in, in missed tackles. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is this is a tough game. This is a tough yeah. team. This is a team built and, re- and they're ready for and, and they're ready to win right now. So with that being said, let's dive into the uh game against the Bills. Um I don't know how much you've watched us play this year, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but um Whatever you saw prior to the Jets game, that was the that was the uh that was the BB era. That was the before Joe Brady. So we call it the yep. BB the BB era <laughs> was before Brady. That that offense is dead. We're now in the yep. AD era, which is after Dorsey. Uh this is the era where the offense <laughs> resembles, you know, some sort of a co- coherent unit that is uh fluid and uh, at an NFL level, and it should uh, cause some problems. Um, we are a pass-first team. When you look at the Buffalo Bills as an Eagles fan, what worries you on both sides of the football? Um, I mean, I think – I personally believe that I think Cook's going to give us some problems, in my personal opinion. So I, I'd, I'd be interested in, like, seeing – where is he at right now this year in yards? I think what is he? Isn't he at like seven? 
Like yeah, he's at like like I think the last I checked, he was at like six fifty seven hundred yeah, yards. Yeah. Up, yeah, he's up there. Yeah, he's I number three. In the us, yeah, I think Cook may give us some problems. Um, Diggs, obviously, right? Like he is who he is. That that dude's a stud. I think um, you have a well balanced attack. Where I think the Bills, to be honest with you, I have not been watching the Bills like very very closely. But obviously, you know, like. I love the sport, so I'll you know I'll tune in when I can. But I think where I've always seen the Bills get into trouble is when I think this is like a very bland answer, but I think this is the obvious one is when you know Josh gets into a, a space where he's just doing too much, right? And and he overextends not overextends plays, but I think he overextends himself, and instead of making the easy play, right. he's going for the home run play. And I think that's what's like kind of bit you guys in the butt. You know these these first couple of games that you've lost, or whatever, but. Overall, it's obviously a very, very, like, balanced attack from your end. I, I think it's just playing solid football. Now, what I will say, like, you're coming to our house, so it's obviously not easy to win at the link, but I, I think it's it's going to be a decent scoring game, and I believe I believe we will get you by one touchdown. I'll, I'll, I'll be nice. One touchdown. We'll get you by one touchdown. You're going to put up numbers, though, for sure. Our, sec- our, our secondary suspect, as we, as, as we discussed, our secondary so – I, I think Diggs is going to get off a little bit. Um, and I, I think, you know, cause he, he, he can make the shallow route. He can run the shallow routes, but he can also get upfield, which, you know, that type of um, versatility, especially with receivers, which is why the guys in Dallas eat up all, eat us up all the time. Like they're they're the schemes they run are amazing. And it's why I think they figured out not to like steer this over to the Cowboys, but I'm just more so speaking to the weaknesses that I'm seeing in, um, that I've consistently seen in the Eagle secondary. I think that the bills will be able to exploit that, but I think first what will happen is I, I think Cooks is going to get off a little bit and then that's going to have us push up a little bit. And that's when Diggs is going to get busy um, and, and Allen's going to extend plays and things like that. So I think that's that's my take from the offensive end. From the defensive end, um, I really don't know. I really don't. Like, how, how are you guys feeling from the defensive end, how you'll deal with our run game and obviously our two studs and um, on the outside? Like, how are you how are you feeling moving into – well, um, Beyond, you want to take this one, or you, you want me to jump in? Oh, feel free. Go right ahead, Little. All right, I'm, I'm, cool. uh, I'm formulating uh, my prediction. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, all right. So um, defensively, I think that when we signed Linval Joseph, you know, he played for you guys yep. last year. Um, I think that was a big help in the middle of the field. Uh, Ed Oliver's always been a disruptive you know, he's always been a disruptive force. Like, ever since he got drafted, it was never a problem with Ed disrupting run plays. It was always his pass rush. So uh, he's kind of got the pass rush part down, and he didn't lose the run-stopping capability. So I think that um, Ed's going to – Ed does a good job of, of busting up kind of elaborate uh, run schemes. So I know you guys run a ton of things where you pull linemen, and um, you know, those are the type of plays that that Ed disrupts. Um, so I, I like our chances there. We have a lot of like it may not look like it if you just if you're just stat watching and you're just looking at mm-hmm. you know the um the box scores, you're gonna say, Wow, look, the Bills suck at running the football. I mean, suck suck at stopping the run, but to be honest, I mean, you can't really go to a game that we played and said, Wow, this guy consistently ate the bills up. A guy will have 12 carries and he'll have 90 yards, but yep. 
you know, 75 of those yards will come on one play where Trey White missed a tackle or there's some miscommunication with the linebackers. Terrell Dotson or Taylor Rapp uh, will miss a tackle in space by not even trying to get the tackle. But that's another conversation. Um, You know, those guys. How how are you feeling about your pick? I think, didn't you just do a pickup? with Russell Douglas, and you guys do a pick up the season oh, with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna get to that. I, I like our corners. Um, I think, I think, I think Devonta Smith. I think his speed is gonna be an issue, but um, I, I honestly, man, I, I think AJ Brown's headed for his third straight bad game. I'm just gonna be honest. So? With you. I think his, I think he's headed for his third straight bad game. I like, I like Russell Douglas on him. Rasul 62 man. Rasul 62 he from East Orange. Like he ain't with the bullshit. <laughs> he, ain't with, he ain't with the nonsense, man. He from he from the town, man. He from he from like around the corner. Now nah, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I I like that matchup. I think Smith will yeah. be an issue though. I like I think Smith will be an issue. But um, you know, our, our safeties are still very good. And uh we did lose Milano, but I'm I'm telling yeah, you, you this kid Terrell Bernard. Is putting up all pro numbers. He, I yeah, think he is. There, there was, yeah, he's putting up all pro numbers. So, yeah. um, that's the key for me. The key for me yeah. is stopping the run and putting the ball in Jalen's hands to throw the ball down the field. I want to see. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and that, and you know, that's that's where I don't. That's the space that I I I don't mind Jalen doing this on occasion and in the right scenarios in the right situation, like playing situational football where we're deciding to activate his run or maybe, which I would like to see more RPO given the talent that we have, um, which again, we haven't even done any type of real play action, like in, in, in regards, right? Like it's that, that's one of the, again, this is one of the frustrations with Brian Johnson is getting him to open up and trust the playbook and ultimately the talent that we have. It's a very basic offense that he's running right now. And, I, again, the only reason I think we're getting away with some of the stuff we're getting away with is just we have elite talent at every single position, so it's hard to, like, find the right matchups, right, for a lot of defenses. Where I think we may get in trouble a little bit uh, this game, I'll be honest with you, is is the absence of um, of Goddard to simplify the game for us, right? And so it's, it's getting to a point giving, like, how – I'm almost, you know, scared to say like predictable offense has been is just like these go routes that we continuously run. Like it's easy for de- defenses to sniff that out, right? And 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 to put a cap on that. And so I think where Goddard and perhaps Swift will do is just kind of get defenses to push up a little bit. And now that Goddard's going to be out, this is his third week, so like we probably won't get him back till let's just say the Dallas game, right? Like that's not going to happen for like another two weeks or so. So like that that's the thing, that's the risk that we run um with Goddard. But yeah, I think it's gonna be a good matchup over there with AJ. Um Devontae Smith, like again, he's underutilized this season as well. Cause AJ's just been getting busy, right? Like, so you gotta keep feeding the hot hand. And he's just such a disadvantage or such an advantage with anyone who matches up with him, whether that's short, shallow, fade routes, go routes, whatever that may be. He's just such a matchup because his hands are ridiculous. His speed's not incredible, but his hands are ridiculous. He's run great throughout and it's hard to he's hard to tackle. Right. And yeah. so yep. Um, I really want to know what is your, um, I feel like I'm interviewing you now. No, I like it. <laughs> what is your, what is your take on the Von Miller situation? Is that panning out to what you, you guys wanted it to be or what's your take on that? Uh, me personally, 
I, I I see the hate from a lot of Bills fans. Oh, we overpaid for Vaughn. He stinks. Dude, Vaughn is 33 years old, 30, about to be 34. Like the man came back from an ACL yeah. in less than a year. Like, chill. Yeah. But yeah. with that being said, like I, I like honestly, I know I know Vaughn has to get snaps because we need to ramp him up for the playoffs, and I'm good with that. But when it's winning time and it's money down, Vaughn, sit your ass down. Okay, because isn't isn't uh, isn't, isn't uh, what's his name over there? Leonard isn't Leonard over there with y'all? Oh yeah 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 yeah. So, yeah Leonard Leonard's at like nine sacks. He's a crazy. Uh, AJ at like six sacks. Um, I think Ed's at six as well. But like, y'all, y'all ain't no joke, four. man. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Y'all no yeah. joke. Like y'all no yeah. joke over there. So we gonna have our hands you know, full. We gonna have our hands full. You know, Jay. The thing with Von Miller is we knew at the time it was a very aggressive move that either could be looked at smelling like roses if we won the super bowl last year right Correct. or a yeah. situation where we're going to start hearing people say well you know I, well the injury didn't help like whittle said you know he's still coming back for that but it carried a risk and we knew it but i still applaud mm. our gm for going for it at the time we just knew that the other side of this now where we're at was a potential pain point for us so that's where i, I mean i still think he brings a lot behind the scenes to this team you know yeah. as you know in terms of leadership and experience and everything and but I'm gonna give him a little more well, I mean, time to recover from an injury for this year. That that move felt like it was uh, the Von Miller move. I mean, just look at you guys. The last like I want to say three seasons, like it's always felt like the Bills are one piece away. That's what it's always felt like, right? Like mm-hmm. you guys should have been in the Super Bowl, to my estimation, in the last three to four years twice by now. Just because you, it's felt like you were right there in one piece away. So I understand the aggressive gamble that you took with Von Miller. I mean, he was lights out, right, for Bronco. I like for the Bronco. I get that, right? But I think I'm I'm interested to see how, again, how he continues to to work his way back into being the stud that he was. Um, Hopefully not this Sunday. We don't see any glimpses of that. But I think uh, I'd love to – I mean, uh, you you get – how are you not a fan of this guy, right? Like, he's like – he's all pro. Like, he's he, he loves the game. You can tell he loves the game. He's 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 prime time when he's healthy. You love watching him play. So um, it's not going to be easy this Sunday. Like it's, I'm by no means. I think we have an advantage because we're at the link for sure. But I think you know we're missing Goddard. Our offense is still figuring it out. We're able to win because we have the talent, right? So it's it's going to be a shootout to some extent. It's not going to be a low scoring game. Um, but you know, I again, I got to go with my guys at home at the link, and you know we're we're on a roll right now. And I think this Chiefs win. Yeah, like it's what do you say? It's uh, it wasn't the Super Bowl rematch that perhaps we won it because everyone wasn't healthy or he didn't, you know, Mahomes didn't have all the studs he normally has or whatever it may be. But I think that was like a moral and emotional boost for us to just get over the hump with them, just to see us beat them no matter what. By the way, it's not easy to go into Arrowhead and win. (laughs) We know, we know, we know. know. (laughs) We're always there. It's not easy every year. Yeah, it's not easy. So yeah, we we go there and win consistently though, just not in the playoffs. Not the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys and 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 Burl is the only one that can confidently say it's it's you know, we don't we don't really trip too much about going to Arrowhead and taking care of business or you know, being able to to go toe to toe with them. But yeah. Um what's your what's your take for Sunday? What what's what's the spread on your end? Like what are you guys thinking? You want me to go a little or you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Let's we, we might as well get into predictions. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Um I'll tell you what. I first of all, Jay, I'm gonna say I have tremendous admiration for the Eagles organization, top to bottom, right? From ownership to GM to, I mean, they're they're my kind of team all the way. Like if I wasn't a Bills fan, if they somehow disappeared, 
I'd probably be an Eagle fan. I got a lot of buddies like the Eagles are from Jersey. You know what I mean? Like I've always been yeah. like, I'm always great with the Eagles, but I'll tell you one reason I, I, you said about last Monday night, such an emotional win, right? You got yeah. San Francisco next week. I feel like this is, I don't want to say they're going to be, it's going to be a total letdown for the Eagles, but there's something to be said for desperation, right? The Eagles are nine and one, right? The bills. I have to believe are thinking, I, I, listen, the season's not over if we lose, <laughs> but it's pretty close if we yeah. do lose, right? This, yeah, I feel yeah. like this is an opportunity for this Bills team to send a message to the AFC. Hey, we're rentering the chat again. We're still here, right? Don't forget about yeah. us. Don't, you wrote us off a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's hard to get up for games every single week like the Eagles. You know what I mean? Such a, I mean, I, I was very impressed yeah. with your performance Monday night. It wasn't your best, but you still found the way to get it done. And that's what yeah. I admire about and I do, you know, McDermott against quarterbacks with Hurts' skill set, he's pretty successful at. Whittle, I think you'd agree. You know, when we face running backs like, not running backs, excuse me, quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, right? You know, we do pretty, we do a nice job of containing, right, mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. part of the game. So I have confidence that Sean will scheme up something good this Sunday against the Chiefs. I mean, AJ's going to cook, right? I, I believe, you know, he'll get his yards. You know, I, I feel like the magic number for us is 34. I feel like 34, 31. I just, I feel like we get it done. I feel like the bills are looking, you know, that it's the desperation. I feel like we're all in this week. We're coming in with a big chip on our shoulder and we find a way to get, to get a win in, in one of the toughest places to win in the NFL. Yep. Little. I'm, I'm going to go next. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you end it off Jay. Uh, but yeah. So I, I feel a little bit differently. Um, I do agree that the I do agree that the Buffalo Bills have to approach this game from a from a sense of desperation. Um, we 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 get we get the opportunity to watch Miami and the Jets play. If Miami mm-hmm. beats the Jets, we know we have to beat Philly in order to stay. Uh, you know, keep the distance with with my with the division lead. Um, and if they lose, then it's like, yo, we can we can take this division back now, right? So. Um, I think we go in 34 is, is the number I, I I was struggling between 31 and 34, um, because I do believe that playing the jets was an excellent way to get prepared for playing the Eagles. I think you're going to see six man protections. I think you're going to see 12 personnel where, one of those two tight ends is actually a defensive, I mean, an offensive lineman. I think we're going to mm-hmm. double Hassan Reddick. I think we're going to chip Hassan Reddick. I think we're going to tell uh, Don Kincaid we'll win 11 personnel or we go empty and we're going to say, hey, Daw, uh, I mean, not Dawson. I keep, uh, why do I call him Daw, Daw, Dalton Kincaid? I mean, Dawson Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> I think we're going to tell Dalton, hey, uh, before you go run your route, Put put your shoulder pad on uh, on Hassan Reddick on your way out, right? Um, yeah. I think we'll send I think we'll send running backs to chip him. Uh, we're gonna try to make life hell for him, and we have to protect uh, our, our right tackle Spencer Brown. Um, yeah. We're gonna get the ball out quick. Your your linebackers are not great in coverage. We are going to utilize. I'm glad you brought that up about Cook. I think Cook yeah. will get off, but I think him and Ty Johnson will get off as receivers. Um, Ed Dalton Kincaid is going to be utilized over the middle of that field. I think play action is going to be heavy. And I think that this offense, I think Josh Allen is bought in. I 
think this this is a favorable matchup to, for mm-hmm. the receivers because you guys do play zone, but you do play fa- a fair amount of uh, man to man as well. And I think whenever Josh Allen sees man to man, he his you know he he's ready he's ready to go like he loves man to man coverage. So um, I'm going. I'm going 34-23. I think we get a turnover. I think we get an interception. And I think that's yeah. the difference in this game. Uh, I think we do a very good job for, uh, stopping the run. I do think that Swift and Jalen Hurts will have – a, they'll have each one big run this game. But I, I think overall running the football on us is a net negative. Um, and the key is to keep you guys out of third and two. If we can keep you guys out of third and two, third and three – we're in good shape because ain't nobody stopping that damn touch push. So, yeah, yeah. 34-23, uh, Buffalo's taking this. Uh, we need it. Um, and I think you guys know that if you drop a game, you want to – it's the AFC. Like, who cares? You you already beat the Chiefs. You got Dallas and the, and the 49ers coming up. So, um, yeah, like, I think, I, think we, I think we sneak by you guys. Okay, I'll take that. Um, my answer is going to be very simple. What is this? The second, the second game, Joe Brady is in the mix with Josh Allen. Yep. Yep. So because of that, I'm going to say I envision Bill's offense being fairly one dimensional for this game, for this game. And I question their ability to adapt to an environment in Philly being one-dimensional with everything that you just said around our defense. It's going to cause problems. And what happens when you're one-dimensional and Josh Allen starts feeling a little antsy, what does he do? He starts to overextend and over-index in areas that he shouldn't be. And I think this is where he's going to get touched up a little bit when he starts to get around these corners and run into these guys like Reddick and those guys. And so this might be the opportunity for Bradbury Slay, fired to get go get their money and opportunities downfield with that, which is why I think now, with that being said, Philly's offense still ain't clicking like it should be clicking. <laughs> and so, with that being said, I see us winning 28 24. But if we were to drop one game, being nine and one at this juncture of the season, this will be the game to drop. I don't want to lose to the Niners. I do not definitely don't want to lose to the Cowboys. So I'd be okay if we drop, like I want to win every game, but if I were to pick and look at the schedule of a game, that's okay for us to drop. It would be this one. Right. But I will, I think again, our advantage is the fact that we're at the link. Our defense is clicking and we just have the talent. Like, Again, our schemes that we run offensively, like they're not – I won't say they're one-dimensional like the Bills, given that, right, Brady's only been in for – you know, he's two weeks in with Josh Allen and them figuring everything out. And, you know, obviously you guys, you know, have good momentum, I think, going your way a little bit. But um, I'm saying 28-24 at the link, we got you. But if we were to drop a game, it would be this one, and I wouldn't be heartbroken by it. I think it's good to lose a game around week 10, week 11, or whatever it may be, right? Like I think it's good to do that because – we can't just be running through like the regular season undefeated because you get a little bit jaded, you know, when you move into the playoffs, like everything's a cakewalk, but I absolutely do not 
want to lose to the Niners or the Cowboys. That would be very frustrating. So, um, and I say that with respect. If we we're going to drop a game, the Bills would be a team that I, I think it makes sense to do that, especially just given the time of year we're in and where we're at as a team, nine and one. And like, I think this is going to be a good, good check for us to kind of get our stuff in order. Um, but I think this game is going to be exciting. It's not going to be a low scoring game. We know that. Like, it's not going to be always going to be low scoring, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fun shootout, I think. I agree. I agree. There's going to be right, some picks thrown, about that by time. the way. It's going to be some picks mm-hmm. thrown. I know that that's going to happen for so. So we'll, we'll see which side throws the least amount of picks, but I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. You know, I, I, I you know what, one of, you know, the mayor of Bill's Mafia, my man Lee Shaw, a.k.a. Warlow, uh, he has been clamoring for a clean Josh Allen game. And <laughs> I, as hard as it's, to, as hard as it is to fathom based on what we've seen this year, I watched Josh Allen go into Kansas City and put on a show, man. And this is one of those type, this is one of those, those, this is like one of those type of situations where it's just like, dude, he's going into a hostile environment where, no, you know, most people don't have us winning this game. Most people look at our record, they say six and five, you know, whatever. Like the Eagles are nine yeah. and one. They're, they're gonna run through this. I yeah, I don't see that, man. I, I, I think the offense, I think the offense hits the ground running. I think I think the opportunities in the air is there. So um, but yeah, we'll see, man. Like the game's gotta be played, it's gonna be played on Sunday. But Jay, mm-hmm. man, I appreciate you coming through. Uh thank you very, very much. Uh, do you mm-hmm. have anything that you would like to plug? The floor is yours, sir. No, nah, man, I, I really don't have anything I like to plug. I think just like uh, just here to just kind of double down, like I really like what you're doing. Um, it's a pleasure meeting both of you. Obviously, Whittle, you know, you and I have known each other for a couple of years, like through the um, the social spaces and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan, especially, you know, the opportunity to allow me to come in here and just like talk football with you and just get to know the community here. So I, I, I will be tapping in as a listener more often. And um, I'm here to support, you know, you as, as much as I can. So however I could help moving forward, like tap me in. And, you know, as soon as you sent me that DM, I was like, hell yeah, I'll jump in and talk football with you and talk ball and just say what's up and have a good conversation. So thank you both for having me and, and talking shop. Appreciate you, appreciate you for sure, man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you yeah, yeah. My Twitter is uh, – yeah, I can I, I can plug my Twitter in here. I'm not like a celebrity or anything, but uh, it's, <laughs> no. it's the real J-Ham. So, yeah, like definitely follow me. I, that's all I do is talk sports Thank on you. my Twitter all day long. Silas knows what's up. So, um, yeah. There you go. Thank you so much, Jay. I really appreciate you coming go. on. Follow my guy, everybody. The real J-Ham. So. Follow him. All right? Done. Appreciate y'all. All right, y'all be easy. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving right, to you and your family, you. Jay. Thank you. Hey, yeah, you, you as well. Thank you. All right, later, bro. I see you. Bye-bye. All right, man. Well, here we go. How are you feeling? Very, you know, again, quietly confident. You know, you know, I could be negative at times, as you know, right? Yeah. But I feel like, again, just a lot of subtle changes we made. Uh, I feel like, but again, it's going to be another challenge for Joe Brady, right? We were up in this game. It's he was able to implement his his style. What if we're down seventeen ten? Crowds going crazy, right? It's it, I think they're calling for fifty degrees, maybe a chance of showers. So weather shouldn't Ooh. be too much of a factor. I don't know. How, I, don't, I don't, Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, the rain. Yeah, I always worry about the rain more than anything else. So hopefully it's not yeah. a 
you know, a lot of rain, but that could always, but I don't think, I think that's better for us, right? Those are the kind of games that we want. So, uh, but I'm curious to see how Joe Brady reacts if we're just, you know, things are not going well early, right? You know, especially on the road. So another step in AD as you, as you have, uh, as you have coined it. So we're in, we're in game two of AD come Sunday. <laughs> After Dorsey. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't, I mean, maybe this is just me being a fan or whatever, but gosh, man, I I feel like Josh is due for like one of those games, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. like one of those games and listen, he's got the numbers to be in the MVP. He's got the numbers to be the MVP front runner. Um, He's not because we're sitting at six and five, but uh, this is, this is one of those legacy games, right? This is one of those games where you solidify yourself as, uh, you know, he's already one of the elite QBs, but I think this is one of those games where you solidify yourself as, hey, you know what? I'm here, man. Like, I, I know I know it looks like I went away, but I did not go away. I'm still here, so. That's right. Yeah, and man. Are, um, and that'll be amazing momentum into our bye week as we get a little healthier, hopefully going into another showdown at Kansas City, so. Yeah, um, I, I doubt Daquan Jones will ever see this, but hey, sir, if you're listening, um, if you ever do get a chance to see this, man, really can use you, big guy. You know what I mean? Like, this Absolutely. is one of those games where it'd be nice yeah. to have you. So, um, you know, Dallas is coming up in a few weeks. Hint, oh, hint. Yeah. <laughs> Another tough match. Yeah, these next, yeah, you know, worst case scenario, Whittle, I'm feeling eight. And, you mentioned those three games, Philly. Kansas City, Dallas. I feel the Kansas City game is almost non-negotiable at this point, just because we need the conference wins. If you give me eight and six, okay, at worst, right? If we go into that, we got the Chargers, we got the Patriots, and the Dolphins. We could sweep those games. We could get to eleven and six. Again, I'm going worst case here. Not, I'm shooting for nine and five. But what I mean is, as long as we're, I think minimum eight and six, I still think we're in, we're in shape, good shape to either make it as a wild card or win the division. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't think that the wild card for us will be as in play as people think. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 Steelers and the Browns, uh, they they neither neither team can score. Right? They had the lowest over and under I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. I think it was like thirty two, which is yep. ridiculous. Um, but their defenses are amazing. Uh, they manage to still win games and, and their schedule going into the end of the year mm-hmm. is not that bad. So both of those and, teams yep. have a chance to get a wild card. I think Houston as well is in the wild card race. Yeah, um, it's going to be tough, man. Like mm-hmm. It's going to be tough to get a wild card. I, I think the way that we get in is through the division. And, you know, we got to beat Philly. To, you know, we got to beat Philly. Be Philly yeah. Yep. We got to beat Philly to keep pace. So, um, I agree. I won't be surprised if we don't win, but I expect us to win this game because what I watched out of Philly and Kansas City, I saw two beat very beatable teams. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, coast to coast, mm-hmm. every Wednesday nine to well, it's ten twenty two now. So <laughs> we we, we have a great go guest, over every Jay. week, man. Yeah, yeah. we go over uh, every week. We might as well okay. change it. 
9 to 10-ish Eastern time. Right? That makes a lot more sense. Let's go ahead and put yeah. that in there. That's the beauty of the, of the podcast, right, Whittle? You never know. That's you it, never bro. know what you're going to get, right? So That's it. 9 to 10-ish Eastern time. There you go. Good stuff. There we go. Let's try it now. Let's see what we got. There you go. <laughs> That's fantastic. Nine to ten ish. Eastern time. I love oh, it. Just, the bigger the game, the more we're gonna go. Right. This is. That's it, man. I, That's I think it. this is where we're at. So, let's hope we have a little long show next week. Yeah. Uh, listen, the Kansas City game, the Kansas City preview is gonna be is gonna be good, man. I'm 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 shooting to have a few guests. I, what I want to do for the Kansas City game is basically add somebody else on the bill side maybe maybe it'll be maybe it'll be you know maybe it'll be lee sean maybe it'll yeah, be yeah that sounds know, great somebody else that mm-hmm. you know we i don't know do two. we got we got two weeks right we could do two part one and part two of that game it's going to be so big so yeah let's right? see yeah 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 we can go different we can do, go different routes with that Absolutely. but um yeah not to keep not to keep you guys on too too much longer but yeah, coast to coast. Uh, check us out Wednesday nine to ten ish p.m. Um, and you know we're gonna try to keep you know bring you this Buffalo Bills content. Uh, we're gonna keep trying to bring you this content with uh, featuring these other uh, NFL teams. So you know we understand our opponents, we understand their strengths, their weaknesses, their rosters. Um, you know, free agency is a real thing, man. Some of these guys may end up on Buffalo or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Thank you guys all. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you for liking, subscribing to YouTube. Even if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on Twitter or whatever else, you know, please go to the Facebook page, like, subscribe. Um, you know, that, that'll help us out a lot as we try to build this thing. And uh, beyond, you got anything before we go? No, just want to say, you know, little happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You know, Absolutely. to everyone out there, um, we're so thankful to do this with you every week. Look forward to many more. So I uh, just want to wish everybody out there enjoy the games tomorrow. I know they're not super compelling, but still it's football and family and and food. So you really can't go wrong. So everybody enjoy their, their holiday weekend and, and let's go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>